We are here with Rabbi, also Dr. Eliezer Brutt, a friend of Oldaf. He contributed with the Machine Matzah controversy, and we're starting to learn Masefta Shkolem this Tuesday. And I'm sure by now many of you have noticed that Masefta Shkolem is not part of Talmud Bavli, rather it's part of Talmud Yerushalmi. So we figured it would be nice to get an overview of the difference between Yerushalmi and Bavli, the many differences, besides the authors are different, who the authors are, how do you learn Yushalmi? There's no Rashi, there's no Tesis, there's no typical Rishonim. So we figured we'll have a conversation with Rabbi Brat. Rabbi Brat, how are you today? Baruch Hashem. Okay, so let me, as you said, Dafyem is about to begin with Shkalem. So first, I would like to, there's a, um, the reason why it's important to do this that you uh, want to do, I hope, and we'll hope, hopefully we'll be successful in doing it a little bit now, is that there's a Sefer, Rabbi Yitzhak Kampanton wrote an interesting Sefer of a Mahal Halimud. In there, he says that before learning a specific Sefer, you should know the author, you should know what he's about and his methods. Today, we're we're about, shortly, we're about to begin Yerushalmi, so it would be very Kadai. It's not the typical thing. Most in Shiva, most of us don't really get too much exposure to the Yerushalmi. Um, there's actually, on a little tangent, there's a Sefer Hasidim, or known as the Sefer Maskel, written by the nephew of the Rush, where he says a good thing before the Yom Taivim, or, or let's say coming up Pesach, to prepare the Haggadah, so to speak, also. So it's a, it's a good thing to know a little bit about what we're about to begin with the Dafyaimi about Yushalmi, what a little bit about Yushalmi and specifically Yushalmi Shkala. So why um, isn't the Yushalmi learnt as much as the Bavli? Is there a specific reason for that? Um, so the the main reason is is because um, it's just very hard. The the Lushan it seems that the Lushan is very hard and there's many Gersais. Um, it's very hard to, to figure out the basic text of what it's saying after everything it causes it makes it makes it very hard, and thus slowly it, I guess it got lost over time to be to out of the curriculum. Even already in the times of the Rishonim, we find that they did not really. Most Rishonim did not really learn Yerushalmi, or many of them didn't even own Yerushalmi or have it in their libraries. Um, Rabbi Isaac Slonimer in his parish on Yerushalmi, in his Agdama, Noem Yerushalmi, he already points out that this is one of the things about Yerushalmi, is the great difficulty of Yerushalmi is the, is the Gersaif. Um, similar to what people have when they learn Dafyaimi and Kachim, which a lot of times the Gersaif also throws them off besides other aspects. So what role does Yerushalmi, or does it, play any role and a person's regular, and before we get to Shkallim, a person who's learning Masechus Pesachim, he's learning Halacha, Hilchus Pesach, does Yushami play a significant role in a regular person's daily learning, or in, or in a Rav's Pesach Halacha? So, it, obviously it's a very big uh, conversation, but in short, just we're, we're about to hit, we're just finishing up Pesachim, and um, we're about to hit the Seder, Pesach night, and Erev Pesach, so there's, first of all, Bechayrim, um, we know fast before Tainis um, Bechayrim. 
So there's there's no open sources in Bavli about it. One of the earliest sources is a Masechta Seifer. However, another source that Rishayim already deal with is a actually Rishalmi. So it does play somewhat of a role in the sugya of fasting, of the Chayim fasting. Another Rishalmi, which plays a very big role, especially even this year, is eating matzah erev Pesach. Um, Taisis at the, in the beginning of Avi Pesachim and the, and the Ramban, the Balmar, they all talk about a Yushalmi that says eating matzah um, erev Pesach is ki'ilu bayil arusasei. What exactly that means? Uh, many discuss what that means, but the and it plays it plays out um, this year, especially erev Shabbos, erev Pesach Shalos for Shabbos, um, when because it's very difficult to eat anything, and it's possible some Hashem say that this you could eat. A real matzah, even we don't go like we don't hold like that, but it it, it has to do with understanding this Yerushalmi so much so that the Vilna Gain, who I hope to get to, who is very into Yerushalmi in general, he's very concerned about how to explain this Yerushalmi. How we it says the, this Yerushalmi is kilo You have to make it, it's you have to make a bunch of brachas. That's how a, 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 a woman is mutter is with the is with sheva brachas. So we are the sheva brachas that we have. When we before we eat matzah on the Leila Seder, and he in the, the Maisa Rav enumerates what those um, brachas are from um, that we do beforehand. So it does play somewhat um, a role in halacha, even for us, even that we just learned Pesachim. Some those are just some samples of many that there could be. So you mentioned the Vilna Gaim. If I recall correctly, I could be off on this. You'll tell me. A certain Rishayim, even the Ramar and Chananel. The Iker Psak, if there's a Machlegs Bav and Yushami, they go with the Yushami. Is there something along those lines? Yeah, so, they, oh, so, 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 to, so the, it, there's, a, there's a greater question over here, which is really, um, which you sort of, you had asked, is who's, who, um, which relates to as follows, who, who learned the Yushami in the times of the Rishayim, so to speak? So, for the most part, I said, most Rishayim did not, have Yerushalmi even, um, Rashi barely uses Yerushalmi, but the Rambam definitely uses the Yerushalmi all the time. So much so that he wrote a work, which we now have parts of it, called Hilfus Yerushalmi, which is, a, which is on the Yerushalmi, pulling out halachas from the Yerushalmi. Um, we have it on a lot of brachas and on some other parts that they've recently discovered. And that's so separate from his Yad separate from all those words. Nothing to do, that, that is not Nothing to do with the Ziyar Chazaka. Now, the Vilna Gain, but and many others much earlier than the Vilna Gain, say often to answer up Rambams, we're the source of a specific Rambam, they say it's often, it's often Yushalmi. It's open Yushalmi. And the Gra, in, let's say in one, the Gra says this numerous times, and one of the times he says, um, in language, he says, see the Ravid in Hilchat Priyashma. And the Magan Mishnah, and you open up the Ravid over there, and the Ravid the already says that the Rambam's Erech was to be Saimichalan Yushalmi. Now, you, have, you mentioned, does it, does it mean even if against the Bavli? That's another conversation which um, the people that discuss this go through to discuss when the Rambam does it, does he always do it, um, especially if there's open Bavli or not. But he's very, one thing is clear, he's very into. The Yerushalmi, very important work for him and for his sources. Another reason that's also mentioned, one other reason is the Ramban. The Ramban, we, in recent years, they pulled out from the existing material of the Ramban that we have on Chadushim, on Shas, and others, Svaram of his, four volumes of material 
of just his Purushim on Yushalmi. So for these two great Rishayim, Yushalmi was very important. Um, but still, for the most part, it, it was not, um, it wasn't used or quoted so much. Okay, um, so most, you cover that had Yushalmi on their table, so to speak, but the typical, I guess I'll call them tools or aids for lack of a better word, but Svarim that explain badly aren't available on Yushalmi. So how does, before we get to Shkallim, how does a regular person sit down when they want to learn Yushalmi? What Purushim, how do they, how do they go about learning Yushalmi? Right, so, so that, that is an excellent question. And, and basically, there are lists that are created, which we, that, um, on, for, that were created, but already for over 100 years, people collected lists of Mepharshim of Yushalmi. We have to um, mention, obviously, today we have, Art School has done a beautiful job putting out a Yushalmi. Um, there may be some others that have brought it down to some practical level, but I'm talking about, you know, for somebody who wants to do it. If someone exactly wants to learn a very before, without, of course, he might want to also use Art Scroll, but before that, yes. <laughs> we'll go so, before so that, there right. So there are lists of, of people already in the early 1900s. Um, there was a journal running called Eitz Rachayim. There, someone had a nice bibliographical list of Mefarshim Yerushalmi. There was a sefer from uh, Rev Kohn called Eitz Rabiurim He also collected um, numerous Perushim on Yerushalmi. And more recently, there was a fellow, uh, Mayor Raffeld. He put out um, a very nice booklet called um, Share. Hold on. You think you have it somewhere in that room? I see quite a few Svarim back there. I do like that. Yeah, I have it here. Yeah, he, um, it's called Talmud Yushalmi Pitzchu Sha'arm Tamudashal Eretz Yisrael Shari Hayushalmi Mefarshav. And he collects many of, in the chronological order, many of the Purushim and the editions of Yushalmi. On each one, he gives you background who they are, when they were printed. Um, very, very beautiful work. It was printed in 1995. A little more recently, Rav Meisha Tzuriel put out also a small book where he, amongst other things, he lists the Nisa Kalim of Yushalmi, um, different Purushim, but he also talks about, in general, a lot of material about Yushalmi versus Bavli and different ideas that could help one navigate this uncharted territory. So do you uh, think Yushalmi had some kind of resurgence, so to speak, recently? There's definitely been more, there's definitely been an attempt many times for it in the recent years, especially, um, especially in light of that Zram has learned more than ever before, and Shvius um, is, is a very big limud in Eretz Yisrael, especially the year before Shemitah and during the year of Shemitah. So numerous Kailos have, have do learn parts of Yerushalmi. Um, because simply became much more hal- halachadik, which we'll, we'll maybe we'll get to a drop later on. But so there, there is some type of revival. I also believe that because Art Scroll did such a, um, a useful job, I think down the line, just like they helped Afyami get more more popular, it's very possible that it will help make the Ushalmi more accessible um, as time goes on. But only time will tell if that will be true. The Gareba, for example, he tried. Um, and the, um, the Gerachas, even they do have some form of Yushalmi Yoimi to do, to, to do it. It's, it's still not taking off as much as they want, but definitely more than ever before, I would say, in recent years, Yushalmi is being learned. 
um, for sure. So before we get into Shkallim, how many Starim was Yushami actually written on? Now, we, we don't know. This is a mystery till today. It's been discussed by many, especially because the great question, is there a Yushalmi on Kachim? Um, it's clear, it seems that many Rishayim might have had, it's possible that many Rishayim might have had Yushalmi Kachim, might have gotten lost at a certain period of time. Others re more recent say that there never was Yushalmi on Kachim, or we don't have strong evidence that there's Yushalmi on Kachim, but be that as a may about Kachim, but Zra'im, as opposed to which does not have a Bavli, it does have a Yushalmi, which makes it very significant today being learned. Um, but Mayid, which is what we're about to get to, has all of the Masechtas, has Bavli and Yushalmi, but Shkalim, interestingly enough, does not have Bavli, as far as we know. Very interesting. Okay, so now what everyone's waiting for. How did Masech Tishkalim get into the Dafyami cycle? So, sadly, sometimes we, the question is much better than the answer, and the answer is we don't really know. Why not? Because we don't have any documents of what was the, what Meiru Meir Shapiro, when he was choosing and working out the Dafyami and deciding what should go in, why he why he chose what he chose and exactly everything about it. We don't have any, um, we haven't discovered, maybe there was stuff, maybe it was destroyed, who knows. Of Just to interrupt for one second, I guess this question is really a stronger question. Most people who have a regular, standard, typical Tamil Bavli in their house have Masech Tashkalim in their shas. So that may be a reason, but how'd that happen? Right, so that, that there is an answer for it. We'll get that in one second, but but May Shapiro, even today, where there are people that have spent years working on and writing all about Rameer Shapiro, they have not, and they've uncovered a lot, including about the history, a lot of aspects of the Dafyaimi from the beginning, but they do not have an answer to this particular question. Um, and we'll see momentarily that it, it even plays out a little bit um, um, specifically for Shkalim. But the general question that he asked is, how is it that when you go and anyone who has a shasa or most shasas that you buy have in it Yushalmi Shkalim. Why? What? How did it even? How did that happen to get there? So, so first, it seems some people like to suggest that Yushal, that Shkalim is different than all other Masechtas, and already way back it was learned as part of that that Yushalmi Shkalim was learned as part. It was, I guess, a, 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 about instead there was no Bavli, so they learned Yushalmi Shkalim even in the times of the Gainim, so to speak. Some, some want even to suggest that it has to do with Rabban and Savarai, but today it's not so accepted that that is, that that is true. Um, there is indication, only one indication at the times of the Dainim, they had Yushalmi Shkalim or they used it. There's this very interesting sefer called Sefer Vihizir, which was printed by the son-in-law of the Arach of Yaakov Ettinger. Um, and in there, there's numerous... Um, whole pieces of Yushalmi Shkalim, but otherwise in the Onik literature, there is not, you will not find um, material relating to Yushalmi on Shkalim. So it seems then the times of Ghanim, they didn't really, um, they did not have it as part of the curriculum. However, there are those that bring a, try to bring a proof from a Nemuke Yosef and a Sefer Yuchsin 
that maybe there was even a bodily on Shkalim, but Ramatasyon Strashon proves already that that's a that's a in both cases it was a mistake. There's no there's as far as we know, we don't have any evidence that there was ever a bodily on Shkalim. Why not? It's a good question. Um, Rabbi Sachar Tamar and his Ali Tamar on Yerushalmi, which I will discuss about more shortly, he tries to have some type of interesting hypothesis, but um, I'm not, we're not going to go into it. Um, however, when you, um, the, there is something unique about Yerushalmi Shkalim, which we're get, about to get to our answer to the question, which is that there are Rishonim that wrote whole Perushim on the Yerushalmi Shkalim. Now, what's unique? I, er, I earlier had mentioned that Yerushalmi and Rishonim don't go hand in hand. There's not so many Rishonim that, that, that learned Yerushalmi or had Yerushalmi even. But, we, but for this Masechta, we do find a, a few Perushim, whole Perushim, thorough Perushim on the whole Yerushalmi, um, such as one is um, they were printed in the in the fifties. Um, Two Perushim. One was Rabbeinu Meshulam, and another was Rabbeinu Shmuel Bar Shneir, printed by um, Rabbi Avram Seifer. Um, they're, they're available on Hebrew books on Eitzar Chachma. One could download them easily, and they're thorough Perushim on Yerushalmi. There's also the Meiri. These are Rishonim on Yerushalmi, which we don't have any other Masechta having a Rishon. Uh, there and is a line or two. What style? They're written very clearly. They're written hard. They're written like Rishayim. there's meat. There's Not necessarily you could read it. I'm saying they're not Rashi. They don't have that. Um, but they are very important and very useful to understand pshat in intense pshat in the in the um, in the nusach of the Yushalmi and to explain it. Um, there's also the Meiri, who is really more of a parish on the Mishnayis, but he also deals with Yerushalmi. There's a there's a parish of the Rosh, which was also printed from manuscript. That seems there was actually, interestingly enough, a parish of the Raivid on Yerushalmi. There are pieces of it which can be found in the Rosh Miserlof, which is also a fascinating um, early Achrain parish on Yerushalmi, which which has been made available in recent years and on Shkalim also. So now, what we see from all of this is that there that there's something unique. And the time, to be sure, even though I said earlier that the times of the Da'inim we were not learning Yerushalmi, but some people for sure, some Mishayim were learning Yerushalmi. The, the, the proof is they wrote Purusha. However, it seems that even though we do find this list of let's say six, seven Purushim, there's no, there's no, uh, there's not so many other. It might have. It seems that this was a unique group of people that might have. Some of them have ties to the base medrash of Hasidic Ashkenaz. They were uniquely into learning um, these type of limudim. It actually might even go back to something that I did not mention at the outset. But there's a famous sefer Hasidim that says that it's sort of like a mace mitzvah to is a dafka to learn certain masechtas or noisim that people don't learn. In that Sefer Hasidim, he talks about learning Masechtas Ma'ikata in a very nice story that's quoted as numerous Neschais. And certain Naisa Kalim on Yerushalmi, when they talk about the justification, so to speak, of writing a person Yerushalmi, they say, oh, because that Sefer Hasidim, because it's extra, sort of like a mace mitzvah to learn a Naisa that no one um, learns. Um, so they they write that in why they're justifying their, Kilo justifying, whatever, their Pirish, of on Yushalmi. So it could be that the Hasidic Ashkenaz, well, they learned these unique areas that there wasn't so much, and that's why people affiliated with their base actually went to learn Shkalim because of this 
um, thing. But that's uh, just a theory. I have no idea if it's any truth. But now, getting back to your question, is how did it come? We have an old chassis like this, very simple. Basically, when the first shas was printed, not when the first tomorrow was printed, when the first shas was printed by the Christian Daniel Bromberg from the years 1519 to 1523, again, we don't know why, but he included inside the shas Masechta Shkalem, the Yerushalmi. Now, from there on, this was in 1522, and from there on, it remained in the in the printings of the Bavli. Even there's a whole history of the printing of the Talmud, a fascinating history in its own right, but what some things because of the first printing of the Shas, such as everyone knows we have a daf, we have Surah Sadaf, everyone when Daf Yomi, how, how it works is you learn Daf Yomi, Daf Beis, and everyone knows when I'm referring to Daf Beis, it doesn't make a difference which Shas I'm using. This is all because of the first printing of that period of time. So so that created, for some reason, that the, all the shasas, they went ahead and when they were printing shas, they printed it with the Yoshalmi on Shkol. Now, interestingly enough, it's not the same in the, in the sense is that there's not the same amount of blot in each version of Yoshalmi Shkol. Um, not only that, that I also see, not, I've seen talked about, yeah, you probably get to this, I've seen talked about that when the Dafyemi started, there was a certain amount of dafim they put towards the Fiyemi, then something changed. I'm sure this probably has to do with what you're about to right. say. Right, so that, that's about, um, exactly. So I'm about to get to that, one second. But it also plays is that we're in the Seder of Masechta, of Seder of Mayid, where does it play out that you have Shkalim? Is Shkalim, like we have it in our, like Dafyemi is about to begin right after Pesachim. As it seems, as a matter of fact, in Bromberg's edition, it was printed after Erevin, or before Erevin. Yeah, it was before Erevin. So, so, so even though Bromberg edition gave it, put it into our shaft, so to speak, but it didn't, it didn't give it that final place where it would be. And in different shafts, it's printed in different places. But it's all you always find it in Mayan. Now, but the next step is how many blot does it have? I just mentioned that. The, now, so that it's interesting is in, in the is stand the shaft Bavli was not printed as an entirety many times over 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 from the printing from the 1522 complete Yushalmis were not printed all that many times maybe six seven times or something um and and the the let's say in the when Rameir Shapiro made Afyoimi the standard shafts at that time was a Zitamir shafts which only had I think 11 um blot not what we have in our shafts Gilna which has in it I think it's 20, 22, I think, right? One second, it's 22, 22. And, and, and the, so now, and so, the, so what they say is that Romeo Shapiro was going in the time, I, I, I think is, if I'm not mistaken, the Shas Vilna came out after the first, or came out of middle, the final Shas Vilna, that, um, the, the Bav, sorry, the Yushalmi, you <coughs> The Vilna, the Vilna Shkalim, I have to check which year it was printed, it wasn't as common as today that the Shas Vilna is, is the Shas. And, say, um, and today, people have Yushalmis that their Yushalmi is different than, and only has 11 blocks. Um, I have a Yushalmi, um, you open it up, I opened it up earlier, it's 11, it only has 11 blocks of Shkalim. So the question was, it's going to come out, that the Fiyomi, it's, it, depending on where you are, what you're using, it's going to be a mix-up. 
So it's unclear. I looked, I looked high and low to see what happened, when it happened, who, who decided anything. One of the only things I was able to come across is, again, the Ali Tamar. Um, this is a very thorough parish written by Chashav Arav in, um, he was a Rav in Tel Aviv, in a massive Smarm library. And just to mention him already now, we're talking about him, we mentioned him already once earlier, is he, he if someone's looking for a good parish on Yushalmi, similar to, um, let's say, Rebuva Margolis's Margolis Sayyam on Sanhedrin, which gives you a lot of interesting material off the blot, not only on the blot, and a lot of amazing amount of ideas, Ali Tamar is the place to go. Recently was added to the Barilan responsive um, disc, and it's also on Isaac Chachma in recent years. Up till, up till then, it was very hard to find. He had an incredible Svarim library of thousands and thousands of Svarim, which still, his, even though he was Nifter, but he, he donated the whole library. You can see it in the Gush, in Haratzion, in the Yeshiva, in the Gush. It's still there till today. I have used it a bunch of times, and, and, and it's an incredible library. And he used that library to write this parish. So he had a lot of interesting ideas um, from, let's say, before the war. And in the Sefer, there's a lot of such ideas. And he talks about when did the Dafyai, he says, um, before the war, was he talks about it was 12 blot, and then he says in, in, in B'nai Brak and Tafshin Chavches, in 68, it was still 12 blot, but he says he's not sure why it should be 12 blot. Once it already shifted that there, that there was um, a Shkalim, and I guess he's referring to his, the, the Vilna edition, where it got to be 22 blot, as we mentioned, it should shift, that thing should change, and it should be like that. And he has an interesting reason for it, because you're going to end up that you'll be able to learn it much better, so it's better. So, yeah, it might mess up for 10 days. And when Mayor Shapiro did it, because that was the Vilna Shas, the Vilna edition wasn't as common, but he doesn't, he doesn't conclude with anything. He doesn't tell us um, anything more than that. Um, but I just found, I heard from different people that there's some type of Ramesha about it. And interestingly enough, uh, last night I found someone brings down that we're this Ramesha uh, um, talking about this. And basically, there's a fascinating, it's already volume four just came out called Messiah's Maisha. Um, interesting, um, many, many interesting things from Ramesha Feinstein, where Bandler took the notes of. And they asked him about the Dafyaimi. They wanted to switch because um, instead of it being the amount of blood it was, someone had written a parish. And that would have, and it changed the Dafyaimi, and people will be able to learn it. So the question was, could they, it seems there was some type of joint effort they wanted to make to make it, to have Dafyaimi change, I guess, to be, maybe, this doesn't even talk about the Shas Vilna, but it sounds like more than the 11, 12 blot that was um, before. And some people said that once Mayor Shapiro um, was Masakin like it, it has a Dined there, and you can't change it, but Rav Moshe, um, seemed to have held that you could change it, and it's interesting, very nice, interesting piece in the volume, it's in volume three of the Cyrus Maisha, Reish page, um, Reish Nun Aleph, Reish Nun Bez. You want to show it to us? You show it to us on the screen? What does it look like? Okay. And it's a very, very interesting piece um, about um, if he, Reb Maisha, at one point, they um, He's he's not so he's not he does not hold it as a dined there you could and he felt that he could change it in the bottom interestingly enough um, and so Ramayja said you could change it he didn't say that you should change it but he said you could change it now the facts are that today we know it goes according to the Vilna so something happened now when it happened or documentation of what happened I've yet to find I 
no other people have been looking for it, so I, I'm it must exist. We're not talking. It's amazing that whatever happened, the whole world took it together. That itself is fascinating. Yeah, that, that's what that's also. So it's clearly not. You know, imagine today it would have been picked up. Having such a thing happen today, I don't know how easy it would have been. Okay, but the mode over here it gives you an interesting piece of information. Um, they bring in because Gerach Hasidim were the ones very involved with printing this Messiah, um, this Messiah's Moshe, and they bring down from the the, the Pnei Menachem. He felt um, it's a zilzil in the covenant of Rameir Shapiro, and and you should not change anything, something like that. But be that as it may, I don't have any, at this point, I still have yet to discover more information about it. That's what Rav Maisha says over here. But, uh, that's what they bring down from Rav Maisha and Gareba. But we know facts are today, we do it according to the Vilna. Okay, um, so let's get to, <laughs> to what we're doing today. The regular person, what does he open up? I saw you had there something that was printed recently, but that's probably the standard, right? There's different Gersois, and there's the period of Takmachadatin. So give us briefly, what, is, what should the average person when he starts Shkala on this Tuesday, what's he going to come across and what's he going to use or his Magachir is going to use to um, learn Masech Tashkala? Okay, so very, very briefly is, uh, is, is that the, the three main Naisa Kalim of, uh, in the 1700s that were written were written, they also have Perushim on Masech Tashkala, that's the Refolda, the plain Maisha Maripanim, it's a multi-parish work, similar to like a Rashi Taisus type of parish, and then there's the Karbaneda Shiari Karb. Those are the three main famous Purushim and Yerushalmi um, that exist. However, interestingly enough, when it comes to Masech Tashkalim, I, I mentioned earlier that in the times of the Rishayim we find the for Purushim, it also seems to be way before Dafyami began, from the 1700s and onwards, if you look in this work I quoted from this Mayor Raffeld, were a few Perushim written specifically on Shkalim. And as, the, as, the list, as we said, it was already in, once it's in the Shaft, so some people did it even before that you to write Perushim on. Now, one such parish, and that I would like to focus on for the rest of the time, is the Taklin Chalitim. When you open up your Shaft's Ilma, you'll see that there's a parish, one of the Perushim on the, that takes up a, a lot of the page, is called the Taklan Chalitim. Who wrote the Taklan Chalitim? So the Taklan Chalitim was written by Rabbi Skrull Shklover. Rabbi Skrull Shklover was a Talmud of the Gra. Now, to be clear, he only met the Gra, uh, he only became a Talmud of the Gra the last half a year of the Gra's life. He, he, he writes about it, um, that he was Zaycha to be and to learn from the Gra. And he was very involved with helping print materials of the Gra. He was involved with the Bira Gra. And one of the most famous things that he worked on relating to the Gra was the Taklan Chalitin on Shkot. Now, what is this? But before we get to that, is who is the, just to give you a drop of who is this Rabbi Skrull Shklover. Rabbi Skrull Shklover, interestingly enough, is extremely famous because he wrote a work called Pasa Shulchan, which is like the Shulchan Aruch on Hilchus and Yanam of Eretz Yisrael. It was actually becoming very negative because he made one of the first Talmidim of the Gra to come to Eretz Yisrael. And he was in Eretz Yisrael from the early 1800s, I believe, until he died. He was there and he led the Ashkenazi Kehila with, among some other Talmudim of the Gra, a very prominent figure. And he, but he did travel back to, to um, Europe a few times to raise funds. And interestingly enough, he put out this, so he put out this Sefer Pasa Shulchan. And this Sefer Pasa Shulchan 
We don't. We, now, first of all, we don't know anything about. We don't know almost anything about him, where he came from, except that he came from the city Shklov, which is a, which is a place that had a lot of Talmudim of the Grub. But we don't know much about his rabbin beforehand or what age exactly he was when he came to the Grub, stuff like that. Um, however, this. Um, so he, but in short, he is very. He's a big Talmud of the Grub. He puts that stuff for the Grub. Now, what happens is that, um, why did he put out the Sefer? So he writes in this amazing Hagdama to the Pasa Shulchan, where he talks all about his Rebbe, the Gra, many interesting stories about the Gra and about the Gra's Mahal Chalimud. So he talks about that he, there was major Messias Nefesh, there was plagues, uh, Magephus, and he lost his wife, he lost children, and he made a neder, and if he comes out alive, he's gonna write a Sefer um, a Chochanach type of Sefer on Yanam of Eretz Yisrael. We find this type of Hashkacha where people were faced with bad situations and they made these type of Nadarim and they came out and they wrote these special Svarim. Um, Avram Yari has collected many such, uh, a list of many such Svarim, but a famous one is the Pnei Yeshua. Also, he was found, uh, he was in the whole thing, as a whole story, but in short, because of these Tsars were Zaycha to these special Svarim. So the same thing happened with this Pasa Sholcha. For just to understand, today it's one of the go-to Svarim in Hilfus Eretz Yisrael. Shemitah is coming up, but it will be Eretz Yisrael. Now, in this introduction, he gives a major emphasis on the importance of he's a Talmud of the Grah, and he talks about Grah and Yushalmi. As they said, the Gra, for the Grah, Yushalmi is a very important Kalik of Taira. It's known the Grah spent a lot, a lot of his Kalikos learning Yushalmi, Figuring out the Gersais in the Yushalmi, and he talks about that in this introduction and how important it was for Zraim, which is known because Zraim doesn't have a Bavli, so it only has Yushalmi, so it play, it's a very important thing. And he, he outlines all this in the introduction. Now, he says that, and this is and still in the Pasa Shulchan, he says as follows he says that the, the normal, normally it's not so simple how you could change Gersais. But when it comes to Yushalmi, the Gra, he has all this discussion why the Gra did change Gersais very much. But he says, he has a Kabbalah from Rukhaim Velazhner, that the Gra would not change a Yushalmi, a Nusach in the Yushalmi, unless he had something like 15, 16 rhymes. In Paklan Chadatin, he says, the Rukhaim Velazhner said, that they have like 20 rhymes. Now, interesting is, these rias, he said, he, it sounds like these are rias from sugyas, from parallel sugyas, from let's say Tesefta, or, or not from manuscripts. There's a famous, many famous uh, people of uh, stories that they say of at manuscripts and these shnuyim that he made and all the different things that were from manuscript. From here, it sounds like, at least for the Yushalmi, the lashon of this lover who's Isaac in this from saying over from Chaim Velazhner, these were not. From manuscript. He would have just said it. Why well, need 20 riots? The answer is he didn't have manuscripts. He, he was through, he was doing it through other um, sources, similar, such as a parallel source in the Tesefta or other Chazal. Now, but we see over here that there was the this he's mapping out in this Pasha Shulchan this important method of the Gra. Now comes along the Gra. Um, so the Gra dies, and it, after the Gra, the Gra never pu published anything in his lifetime. After the Gra dies, there's an explosion. Um, people want to put out stuff of the Gra. In 1805, 1806, um, there's a guy, Anton Schmidt, in Vienna, Prince of Talmud, and he got the notes of the Gra on the Talmud. 
now we we know already we're, we're that the Talmud has in it Shkalim. So in there were the notes of the Gra'an Shkalim also. Now, without getting into the whole story of these Hadais, but the Talmudim of the Gra'an felt that somehow whoever gave the notes over gave a bad addition or there was mistakes made. The question where, where and when, how that happened that the, that these notes of the Gra'an are messed up is beyond the scope, but the point is that they were messed up. So his brother wanted to fix this. So at least the Shkalim he held, he's going to try to fix it. So what did he do? He wrote a parish called Taklan Chavitin. And Taklan Chavitin is a parish, thorough, line-by-line parish on the Masechta of Shkalim, which ended up becoming, for example, Artsko Wright, their introduction. This is the main basis of their parish, for the most part, is based on Taklan Chavitin. Rukhain Kanievsky has a parish on Yerushalmi, um, also for Shkalim, it seems it's basically mostly from the Tanakhanta. Most people, this is the go-to parish when you're learning um, So I would like to just share with you something very, very interesting that just Mamish, this discovery is, is Mamish had off the press less than a week. It's, it's um, a few days. This I mean, the discovery happened probably a few months ago, but um, it came to light, it came to print Mamish a few days ago. Yeah, breaking news here in this conversation. <laughs> Yeah, you're not written about it for Svarim blog yet. No, but there was one already in an Israeli press in in either the Mavaser or the yeah the Mavaser the Shabbos Mavaser has an article about this already. Uh, so what's the story? Very very short, very quick, is that we had the Taklan Chalitim was printed for the first time in eighteen in eighteen twelve. Rishkol Shkover when he was back fundraising for we said he was an artist already, so he was fundraising. In, in Europe, he printed the Tachlan yeah. At that time, he prints the Tachlan and then a few years later, the Tachlan is printed again. In the, in, I think it is in 18, maybe the 1820s, yeah, 1821. Then it's not, then it, the next time it's printed is, is I guess, in the Shas Vilna, and that's how everyone has it today. Um, in your Shas Vilna, you have this. Now, a bunch of years ago, um, uh, one of the Gedalim uh, wrote a, a parish on Yerushalmi, and the parish is called Pnei Zachim. It was written by the Kermarna Rebbe. At the end of his introduction, he writes this cryptic line where he says, um, Don't be chayshish that I'm al yachshideni haraya I'm not coming to argue, and, and what he's referring to is, and it's been claimed, is that there's a lot of this Kermarna in his parish on Yerushalmi, which is a parish on Yerushalmi. Golem is out to get, not the whole time, but he sort of is out to get the Vilna Gain in the parish, in his, his Aris on Yerushalmi. Now, so what does that have to do with the Takam Chalta and New Discovery? Stories like this. That it seems is that the Taklan Chalitin, when it was first printed in 1812, it was printed, he did something very unique. The Gra made many Shinuyim in the Gemara. So, normally, and until today, when you open up your Bavli, you'll see this Hagayis Hagra, it's written on the side. When Srosh Gavra did something on out of the ordinary is he put all the Shinuyim inside the text. He printed a new text of the Gemara, which is even problematic according to some, but he deals with that in his introduction why it's not problematic. Um, um, according to some of the it's Mutter, it's 
do such a thing. And he, he had Haskama of none other than Rukhaim Velazhna. Rukhaim Velazhna was aware of what he's doing. He printed the text of P. the Vilmadon. On the side, he wrote a Pirish explaining. So you're going to wonder why is the Gra saying this? And then that, that's the Pirish. Now, what happened is that over time, the next time it was printed, they did not print the Gemara Alpi, the text, with the text of the Vilmadon. So therefore, many pieces of Taklan Khanatan, someone's going to look at it and it's like, what's going on over here? Now, more than that, the Prezakin, it turns out, the Kamarna, he might not even have had the Taklan Khanatan. He had what we mentioned, the 1806 which people tell me the more embarrassed. They were upset about those Hagbais. He came out against, if he did or didn't, I, I'm not saying my own opinion because I don't know, but some people say he was sort of against the Vilmadon. He didn't even have the right Hagbais. Even forget about him. Until recently, we did not have this 1812 edition. The first cover is actually not found on all the digital um, databases that we have online, the Hebrew books, and uh, it's a Huffman, I think it's not there either. But just last week, uh, just a, two, three weeks ago, I saw an advertisement. Some fellow wrote that he ha he's putting out a Takan Khalatin, a new list of the Takan Khalatin, and he didn't elaborate in the advertisement. So he contacted him, make sure to try to get a copy. Just Thursday night, he dropped off um, a copy or two over here. And I open it up and I start reading, and then I get to this article from the Mavasar, um, and then I see that this whole story, which is an incredible story, because basically what he says in there is that even Art Scroll and Rabbi Kiesky, they didn't even know this is what's really going on in Takan that you need to have the gear size to fully appreciate certain pieces. And he, that's what he went ahead and did. He reprinted the Takan Chalatin, reprinted everything. The way it was in the 1812 edition. So to anyway, simplify, so to simplify, the is the place to go. But it's even there's new developments in the Tachlan Chalatin that Mamish just happened in Eretz Yisrael so right now. I don't know so before the Tachlan Chalatin wrote it, he, like you discussed before, went with many rayas from Sugyas right. and changed Nuschais, and that's how he wrote his peerage based on those Nuschais, right? And you're saying that as the no, so he. So the, he, basically, like this, he in the text he changes, he uses the gloss changes. The gloss said change it to this. And you add four words. And you're looking at it. Why does the gloss say that? You don't know why. Okay. So in the Taklan Chalatin, he'll explain to you why. Okay. But never have in all other places the gloss. The is always on the side of the Gemara, and then sometimes as a, as a matter of fact, there's a whole series of a fellow who just put out another massive volume um, called the RLEO where he deals with all the Haggai's Hagra on Shas to explain the Amkas of what's going on with them. So here we have, the Chalatin is a, it's nothing about, you know, if you look through some Masechtas, there could be 20 Haaris or something. The Chalatin is line by line the whole Masechta. That's what's unique. Where it will be Zaycha, Dafyaymi, when you're learning Dafyaymi Shkalem, you to be Zaycha to learn Mamish from the base of the Gra, how the Gra learned line by line this Masechta, which we are not Zaycha to have, a Rashi, a Taisus, other. What you say? What are you saying that Rabbi Kanyevsky perhaps didn't have what? What didn't he have, and what they find? Oh, he also I'm saying is that he didn't have this, this 1812 thing. They only have now this 1812 um, edition, the first edition of Rabbi Scrooge It's impossible to find. So no one fully. There were pieces. It seems there are pieces in Tanakhan that people didn't understand. We say, what's going on? What's he talking about? Mm -hmm. Change. What? So this new one, this new one that just came out, that this person just redid, may be different right. than the typical art scroll? 
There are places where it might so be. The, no, so the so no. So what's different is like this: the parish on the side is the same as in Yeshaz Vilna. Or, I understand, but the Gemara itself, the text here, or this text, uh huh, up here, is different than your stand than your text in Yeshaz Vilna. I got it. And that will make them so it's a it's a very interesting scoop that I that I just found out about to live and learn about this. Um, Okay, so to wrap it up, I really appreciate everything you just told everybody who may be <laughs> watching this, but there may be a Magachir who's going to say, Rabbi, I'm not using our scroll. We might open up this new safer. You might have a different gear set. Unlikely, but... <laughs> in fact, I get, I, the problem is, it's, um, it's only 20 days, so it's not going to get America even in time necessarily to enjoy. Really? But, uh, Did it get to America, this pamphlet? I'm not sure. Maybe a few copies did, but definitely not a lot. Amazing. Okay, Rabbi, Dr. Eliezer Brat, thank you very much. Maybe we'll see this conversation in print in a Svarim blog <laughs> article. But in time for next uh, cycle, <laughs> of Maybe for next cycle. Okay, thank you very, very much. Okay,